Hello and welcome to Connected episode 319. It's made possible by our sponsors, Hover, ExpressVPN, and Hello. My name is Stephen Hackett and I am joined by Mr. Mike Hurley. Are you sure that's your name? I'm Stephen Hackett. You're Finn. You're Mike Hurley. I did hear that. I'm Finn. I don't remember what y'all's names were though. I'm Che. Che. And Federico was... I never remember. <laughs> I can only even remember two at a time. Mm-hmm. Federico, which was yours? Was it Faye? Faye or Fed? No, I wasn't Fed. I, w- I didn't want to be a Fed, so Faye. That's right. Faye, yeah, Che, and Fen. And, and Finn. Finn. Welcome back. See what happens when you leave? Don't leave. Yeah. <laughs> Federico, how are you? Ciao. I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm, I'm good. I'm glad to be back. Uh, thank you, everyone, who sent me uh, a nice note. I was out for uh, an outpatient operation thing, and uh, I am back and mostly put back together. So that's good. Mostly? Mm-hmm. Mm. I got some extra metal in me now that I didn't have before, but that's fine. Nice. Did you have any metal in you before? No, I had no metal in me before, and sure? now I have some metal holding part of my foot together. You didn't, like, swallow a penny or something before? Mm-mm. Okay. Did you ever do that as a kid? Don't think so. I, I feel I like I, I remember that, once. right? I think I did okay. once. Yeah, mm. one time I, d- I think I did it, I, but I was very little and stupid. I don't think I did something like that. As most babies are. Um, yeah, I think I did. Uh, we didn't even have euros. So, yeah, I was definitely very little. Mm-hmm. One of my children, who will remain nameless so that I don't embarrass them in the future when they undoubtedly listen to every moment of podcasting I've ever done, uh, swallowed a quarter once, and it was a big to-do. You have to go get an x-ray and make sure that it's uh, in their stomach and not in their lungs. You don't want coins in the lungs. It's bad news. Coin in the stomach is fine. Coin in the lung, no thank you. Yeah, because coin in the stomach, like, you know, we all know where it's going, right? Mm-hmm. It can only go one That's, way. That's that right. That can't be good. I mean... It's better than being rattling around in your lungs. Would it rattle? Uh, I don't know if you like do a jumping jack. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Don't get anything stuck in your lung, believe me. Yeah. Federico <laughs> <laughs> <Rico> knows. <laughs> Whether it's a coin or a 20 centimeter tube, believe me, you don't want to have any objects in there. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to put coin and COVID together as a pun, but I'm not quite getting there. You just by saying it, you've put the joke in people's minds anyway, which is effectively just it's it's given the same effect. Yeah, you now you can make your own joke. Yeah, everyone can create their own joke, and they can send them to Stephen. Yes, uh, at Vitici on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen's gone for a rebrand. That's right. Yeah, time to rebrand. Uh, we would like to make an opening statement. Yeah. We're recording this on November 4th. We know there's a lot of stuff in the world, particularly in the U.S., that is very up in the air at the moment. We know that's very stressful. It's very stressful for us. Uh, but we want to spend the next two to six hours together nerding out about tech stuff. So, <laughs> Jeez. What are you, wait uh, a second. Hold on. <laughs> I haven't talked to then. anybody outside of my direct family in a week. Like, I'm so excited. Oh, I'm going to keep you all here forever. Is there a certain point where we can just leave and you can keep going? Or Is it fine if I get up and just, you know, cook some pasta and come back? Like, is that allowed? <laughs> would anybody know? <laughs> yeah, would anybody know? Just ask Stephen some, like, Mac history thing and then just go and like, leave. Hey, <laughs> Stephen, can you explain the afterburner card for the Mac Pro? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it takes, like, a good nine to ten minutes, right, to boil yeah. some pasta. Yeah. 
It's a good idea. So that'd be fine. Good idea. He could go. <laughs> uh, so anyways, we're uh, here just to have some fun today, and uh, all of that stuff will be there to worry about when we're done. How does that sound? Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Uh, so let's start with some uh, follow-up. We've been talking about MagSafe and uh, a lot of companies that we thought may be making MagSafe stuff. And Moment has uh, jumped out with this entire system. This is uh, actually really cool. So Moment, of course, makes iPhone lenses and cases that all work together and a bunch of other really nice accessories. And they have put together a system built around MagSafe where you can do things like a wall mount, there's one that mounts on a car vent, um, mounts on a cold shoe or a tripod. Some of these are magnets, and some of these are also magnets with like arms that grip the side of the phone, kind of depending on uh, depending on what it is. But it's a it's a really wide range of stuff that all looks pretty good. I am dubious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think that it has been proven yet that you can actually hold with any force something from these magnets. Like, what Moment is suggesting here is that they will have a system which you could mount, like, camera gear to your phone and it will stay on. And I don't know if we have seen any evidence yet that the magnets are strong enough to do this. This all seems much more like you're attaching your phone to other things. Right, but the cold shoe, you put stuff on that, right? Uh, that that's the, Yeah, that one, I think, is the only one that, that looks like it's yeah. attaching. Like the phone is the base, but that one also has one of those arms mm-hmm. that sits on the edge of the phone to take some of the weight. So, yeah, I mean, I, Moment does I good just work. Like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm intrigued, right? It, purely yeah. because... There is a a strength rating level that Apple is recommending, and it's not that strong. So, like, Apple produce documentation that they give to accessory developers. So I was having a good conversation about this on another show that I do with Tom and Dan at Studio Neat called Thoroughly Considered. And Tom good. had been through all the documentation, and, like, he said to me, like, PopSocket, he could not imagine it working, right? Like, if they follow Apple's guidance... So you could not follow Apple's guidance, I maybe, <laughs> and produce stronger magnets. But then there is a question of, is that going to interfere with the phone in any way if the magnets are yeah. too strong? Because there is, I believe I've read about this somewhere, that at least in previous iPhones, you shouldn't, you didn't want to put too strong magnets near the camera array because it could mess with that. Um, so yeah, look, I'm not saying this isn't going to work. I just, Mm -hmm. for me, like I am reserving judgment on all MagSafe accessories that do not carry the official, like made for iPhone branding until I see people using them and and reviewing them. And it's like, you look at the wallet, right? (laughs) Apple made like that thing does not seem to stick on with any Mm -mm. strength. And so, you know, I just kind of like, I I would just suggest that people like keep their expectations in check until we see this stuff actually used. Because I don't think Moments actually made any of this. Prototypes? It's not shipping till March. But the pictures <laughs> so, that you're seeing yeah. on their website, they're renders, right? Like, mm-hmm. surely. They're not 
real. So yeah, I just am saying like I I, I, the, I think the jury's still a little bit out on this, and I I wouldn't want to uh, make assumptions based on the fact that I'll be able to do any of this. Like I've given up on the fact that Pop Socket will be able to make a Pop Socket in the way that I want it to be. For example, there's a note moments website when you click at any of these pages. One, it all ships in March. Mm-hmm. And two, the final designs may vary slightly from the current product images. So yeah, they're not finished things, but you know, I, I agree with you. Like, I, I think this is yet to be proven, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't know if Moment would jump in on this stuff if they didn't think they could build something good. So they definitely believe they can do it. Yeah. I have no doubt about that. And I also say these products look fantastic. Because, you know, like I've, I've always liked the look of a lot of Moment stuff, but it's like I don't necessarily want to buy into their case and, and all that kind of thing or their mounts. Um, but just some of this extra stuff like the tripod mount and stuff is like super cool looking. So mm-hmm. uh, On last week's episode, uh, me and Federico were trying to guess if um, – I'm trying to think about if – because we were talking about the reverse wireless charging potential for MagSafe. If Apple's ever done this before, where there's been some kind of hardware feature that's enabled with software down the line, David, along with many others, wrote in to point out that the uh, original iPod Touch enabled Mm. Bluetooth via a software update, which as soon as I was told this, I remembered it because I had one. Really? I don't remember this. Yeah, I do. It It was back when they were charging for software updates because of the weird accounting Sarbanes-Oxley I don't know what it means but I know it meant I had to pay for software updates yeah (laughs) this is for the second gen iPod touch looks like oh okay um, sorry yeah okay yeah this was one of those things where iFixit took apart and they were like look there's a Bluetooth chip in here it doesn't do anything and then Mm -hmm. Apple later is like hey do you want Bluetooth like just give us 10 bucks and you get Bluetooth and copy and paste because you'll Mm -hmm. get uh, iPhone OS 3 weird times weird times all right, Mike, it has been long awaited, mm-hmm. but you are finally ready with your TVOS review, I believe. Nope. Uh, oh, we've got the rookies this week, but I'm laying all of the groundwork. So, one, I have finally been able to update my Apple TV. Oh, good. Uh, I took a picture of the splash screen that it gives you where it tells you the features just to make sure that I'm ticking them off from my own research. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, And I bought a new television. <laughs> to, Really wow. get the full TVOS uh, experience. That's an expensive way to procrastinate. Mm-hmm. We've also got to do the Rickies today. You know, I probably could have fit it in the episode. So we still don't have the review. It's November. It's November. Uh, hold on. I can actually tell you at this point, would you like to know kind of my overall thinking towards the review? Would you like to know my, my overall thinking towards oh, so, TVOS? So now you're thinking... No, no, TV. like my kind of my, uh, what, do you, what do you kids call it when you have like an overall theme? Hot take. No, it's like, what, what do you call it, Federico? Like an like, overarching theme. Yeah, would you like to know my overarching theme? Yes, please. It, uh, it's basically that TV Plus and the TV content is driving all of the direction of TVOS. That's a take. That's a take. I like it. Okay. Because now TVOS from a content perspective, like from how content is displayed and the things that Apple are doing there with their apps and stuff like that. It's completely devoid from the TV hardware now because at this point, Apple can't do too much because they have to be able to mirror the experience on hardware that they don't own. 
So smart TVs, PlayStations, Xboxes, and stuff like that. So development of tvOS and the TV app, I think, is going to slow down even more than it already has. And then you can see that in the features that they added to tvOS. They are very TV, Apple TV-related f- features, right? So like how it uses uh, audio devices, how you can choose the screensavers you want and stuff like that. Like I think at this point, the main focus of tvOS, which is the TV app, it's it's starting to become completely separated from tvOS and how it's developed because there are too many dependencies now. That is my overall thinking towards tvOS this year. I may have just done the review at this point, uh, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but that that's that's where I am with it right now. But honestly, I have noticed some nice little details that I have been noting down, and genuinely, I think I. I what have you been using for notes? Apple Notes. Okay. Just the notes app. I've just been putting. Yeah, because we also want to know about your workflow, your setup. My process. Well, I, the process as the well. The making of. Early, early days. Yeah, I'll make sure I do the making of for my newsletter. Okay. Uh, but I, I, I genuinely want to wait for fourteen point two, because there are features in fourteen point two that I want to use, and I genuinely will after fourteen point two comes out onto tvOS and onto the HomePod. Um, I will do a more in-depth review of tvOS this is a joke this has obviously been a joke for many months now but i am i do seriously want to talk about it and give my opinion on it because in the last week or so no 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 what is a joke what is a joke uh there is no joke obviously when i said joke i meant this is a very serious endeavor nobody's joking we're all all important we all find important but i have come to a conclusion which i've just shared which is going to help inform my overall review of tvOS coming to uh, an episode near you in the future okay hmm okay okay fine so you you said you bought a TV yeah I bought a 48 inch LG OLED oh. mm-hmm. uh, long time listeners of the show may remember that I had a about two hour experience with a 55 inch LG OLED yes. a few months ago um, it was deemed to be too large and definitely was too large for the room that I was trying to put it in. Um, and then LG created a sub 50 inch OLED. It's one of, the, I think it's the first one, which is the 48 inch. Um, and I absolutely love it. It is so good. I love every single thing about this television. Um, I could not recommend it enough to people um, who are looking for. A television who, you know, who maybe is a little unsure of size um, because, you know, like 50 inches, 50 inches and above it is too big for a lot of rooms. Uh, but basically, in a nutshell, the picture quality is superb. Everything that I'm watching on this looks better. Uh, even the Nintendo Switch looks better. I don't really yeah, it does. know exactly why that is. I assume it's some kind of upscaling. Um, but everything looks crisper. The sound from the TV is brilliant, like really great. Uh, most of the time I am using my home pods, but for games and stuff, you can't. Um, so that's when the, the t- I'm using the TV. And it sounds like the TV has really like interesting separation of sound, which I find to be quite intriguing. I'm not, I'm not really sure how TV speakers could sound this good. I didn't think I'd be able to, but they do. Um, HomeKit integration is superb. Uh, I love being able to turn the TV off and on with HomeKit, with Siri, um, and also I can change inputs really easily using my phone. Um, that sort of stuff's really great uh, because m- what I've found is uh, pr- on my previous television, 
my Apple TV remote would turn on and off my TV. So like when I turn off my Apple TV, it would turn off on the new TV. It turns, if I press the remote, it will turn on my TV, but will not turn my TV off. Maybe there's a hmm. setting that I can do. And I know that this is a feature which works well in some instances and not with others, but just being able to super easily turn off the TV uh, with Siri or HomeKit or like whatever, that works great. Um, and everything that I have connected looks great. So from my PlayStation um, to my Apple TV, um, I bought this in advance of my PlayStation 5, which will be coming later in November, but I will be using my Xbox, I think, next week with it. I'm getting an Xbox Series S, so I want to try out 120 uh, frames per second gaming. But what I really like about this TV is everything I've plugged into it, the device recognizes what those devices are and names the inputs. Nice. How oh, great cool. is that? Nice. My so Samsung TV if, does that as well. It's very nice. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if this is like a one of the new HDMI specs, uh, but yeah, it, it's great. So people are talking about HDMI CAC in the chat. I know about this. I have turned the setting on. That was what enabled my Apple TV to turn on the TV, but it has not helped me with turning off the TV. Uh, maybe I'll tinker around with the settings a bit more. But yeah, I also really like the LG remote. Um, it, you can... You can also use it like a Wiimote, which I like. You just point it at the TV and a little cursor pops up. Uh, WebOS on the LG TVs, it, it's really nice. I like it a lot. Um, all of the apps that I've seen are good. I've played around with the TV app. It's all nice. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm really, really happy with this television. I recommend it um, wholeheartedly. It's it's the one I'm looking at. I'm going to see if maybe... I know this is a new TV, so I'm not expecting no huge Black Friday discounts, but I'm not in a hurry to buy anything. So this is the one I have my eye on. Yeah, I would recommend the, that you wait. Um, I, I, I would have, but I wanted to have it before my new games consoles came. Like It was the reason sure. I was upgrading the TV mainly. Um, and so, the, and yeah. the review, of course. TV and the review, review, of course. Uh, so yeah, yeah I, I recommend that you just just wait and see if you might get a discount or some description. But mm. th this is the TV you should buy. Yeah, yeah, nice, cool. All right, we got a little bit more to talk about, but let's take our first break. How does that sound? Lovely. Okay. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Hover, one of Relay FM's longest-running sponsors. When you have that one big idea, where do you go? Well, your business starts with the domain name. So for many people, Hover is that first big leap. Hover has over 300 domain name extensions to choose from. So no matter what you want to build, there's a domain name waiting for it. They have excellent technical support to answer any questions you may have, and they're dedicated to getting you online, not upselling you. Maybe you need a new URL for your company. So you can go on and choose something like a .inc domain. There's lots of options there, and you can show people you're serious about your business. Hover has free who is privacy so the bad guys don't get your info, clean UX and UI, and monthly sales on popular top-level domains. So it's easy to see why Hover is the popular choice for people starting businesses. I've got a whole bunch of domains at Hover. In fact, all of my domains are at Hover. And if I'm doing any freelance work and helping somebody with their website or something, it's one thing I always make sure to do. Let's get all your domains on Hover all in one place so it's all really easy to manage. The best part is anyone I've done that with over the last several years, I never get questions from them because Hover is really easy to use and their customer support is great. So if someone has a question, 
you can get an answer quickly. We all like intuitive user experiences and things that just work straight out of the box, so you're going to appreciate Hover. The UI of their site is simple, clean, and easy to navigate. So buy your domain and start using it today. Go to hover.com connected and get a 10% discount on all new purchases. That URL one more time is hover.com connected. Make a name for yourself with Hover. Our thanks to Hover for their support of the show and Relay FM. So Federico, Mike is not the only one who's been shopping in my absence. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I buy stuff, I buy things. And uh, sometimes I like them, sometimes I don't. And in this case, I like them. <laughs> Perfect. I think you just did. You just did every review that could ever be done for any product. You just did it. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes you like it, sometimes you don't. It feels like a waste of money, and uh, it just just the way the, the 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 world goes. You know, you can like everything you buy. That's for sure. Uh, what do you want to know about my recent purchases? Have you been replaced by an AI? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on right now? <laughs> Look, I can talk. We want to bet that I can talk for 10 minutes without saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. I can tell you, go on and on and, and I don't get to the point. In fact, I could be a politician now that I think about it. Hmm. Oh, there he goes. I could do that. I should consider that. Anyway, what do you want to know? Well, on last week's episode, you said that you were going to give in and buy headphones. Did you buy the headphones? I have purchased headphones. Which ones? Um, well, multiple ones. Uh, oh. Okay. <laughs> so what you should know about me is that I really like Sony products, right? I think this is pretty much um, a given at this point. Uh, we all know that I have a, an, an, a, you know, a particular appreciation for Sony design and Sony sound quality. Uh, also, as well, I was. We are the Sony generation, if such a thing could be described, yes. right? Like no, when it's we true. were kids, Sony was always really cool, right? Like we were on the tail end of Walkman, and then we had like PlayStation, MiniDisc, yeah, Discman, like all, all the Discman. All these things were cool to us when we were kids, and Sony was the best of all of them. Yeah, that is true. That is true. So the first purchase was the um, the over ear Sony headphones. The basically to to make the name shorter, the XM4. So the popular noise canceling over ear headphones. Uh, they are currently rated as the best um, noise canceling over ear Bluetooth headphones that you can buy by multiple places. The Verge, NKBHD, bunch of websites. Um, they are in the range of I believe three hundred something dollars. Uh, the price is different in euros but uh, these were the headphones that I was considering before the rumors of Apple over year AirPods Studio so called started circulating a few months ago saying Apple is going to release headphones by the end of the year and I believe those rumors so I put my purchasing decision on hold and then when it became clear that these AirPods Studio are not coming out until 2021 I really wanted to have these headphones for um Really for one main, for two reasons. I wanted to have, I wanted to test the in, the superior noise cancelling technology. I am a happy owner of the previous generation product, the, the, M, the XM3 that I bought two years ago at this point, and I've used them in a bunch of places. I traveled with them. I 
love those headphones. But I wanted to get the, the new version, which is basically looks the same as the old one, um, no particular design changes, for two reasons. One, improved noise cancelling, and two, uh, the new support for, it's called multi-point Bluetooth. It basically means you can pair these headphones to two devices at once. And I wanted to have this feature so that I could use these, these headphones with my iPhone and television at the same time. Because I want to watch television at night using apps that are not uh, the Apple TV. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to pair and unpair uh, Bluetooth headphones every single time. So I wanted can to I have just, a... Sorry, can I just confirm something that you said? You said at the same time. Do you mean like they're switching between each other or it's two audio sources going into the headphones at That's, the same time? That, that address is one of, my, one of the things that I noticed. Unfortunately, you cannot have two... You cannot listen to two things simultaneously. Um, right. That cannot happen. You can like have, say, music from your iPhone and the news coming from your TV. Also, that's a terrible idea. I don't do that. But no, that's not technically possible. You still need to like stop the audio on one you device. You have to choose. You one, have to choose. Basically. But yeah. at the very least, um, the headphones can connect to multiple devices at the same time. And you don't need to uh, start the pairing process every single time from scratch. Right, um, you can keep them paired to the iPhone, and like I do, my television. So, uh, my thoughts can I ask on the another question. Yes, you can ask all the questions you want, Michael. Thank you. How so? Like you know, like when I when I have this feature with my AirPods, right? If I am listening on my iPhone and I press play on my iPad, it will just start on the iPad and will pause on the iPhone. Is that similar? Like if you were no. listening to something on your iPhone and you turn no. on the TV, what happens? Uh, you get a you get an um, an a message uh, from the from the headphones saying uh -huh. uh, the headphones are not connected to the second device, uh, but it doesn't it's not like AirPods auto switch right. You still need to um, to for example on my TV and I and I guess it depends on the kind of device that you that you have. In my case, um, the audio keeps playing on the iPhone. I get a message saying the second device is now connected on the TV. I get an alert, and this is powered by WebOS. I guess this is the way the WebOS handles this. I get a message saying, um, Bluetooth device uh, connected, do you want to switch your audio input from the TV speakers to the Bluetooth headphones? Okay. And if I confirm, however, the, the TV connects, right? But I still need to stop audio from the iPhone. So, which means I still need to open Control Center and disconnect and switch from Sony headphones to iPhone, for example. Otherwise... So you it, have to have the, the iPhone has to let go of the audio. Has to let go of the work. audio. Yes. All right. Yes. Okay. It's not as smooth as I would have hoped. Some no. people, some people on Reddit... Uh, which, by the way, is a sentence that you can use anywhere. Some people on Reddit are saying that, <laughs> <laughs> that this is, you can start any argument with this. Uh, Man, talk about <laughs> saying things without actually saying anything. Mm -hmm. right. Some people on Reddit are saying that this is an iOS limitation and that it's smoother on Android. I kind of believe them. I could believe that. Well, because, you know, if you are a make, if you are Android, if you're Google, right? Like if it's built into Android, this is the way that it would be done, right? Apple doesn't care, right? They want you to buy AirPods, you yeah. know? Yeah. Just just as a, a, a note of uh, somebody on Reddit. So obviously we're going to talk about Apple event later on. Uh, I tweeted out the invitation and it got picked up and it was the top of r slash Apple. Mm -hmm. Oh, here we go. My Twitter account was unusable. 
for about four hours. Like the time, I do not know what was going on with like the quote tweets and stuff. Mm. It was unbelievable. It was so weird. It was so weird. It like people were just saying strange things. Anyway, sorry, but yes, so that's what I wanted to say. So anyway, um, I don't know. Uh, sound quality is super. Like it's very good. I, I like mm-hmm. it. It's the same. Um, I guess. Oh, you could use this expression. It's the same sound signature of, of oh. the. Oh, oh, look at me! Oh. I'm so fancy. Oh. Wow. How were the mids? Ooh. How were the highs? And was did you find it tinny in the mids, or were you? How were the tweeters? Were they? I don't want to talk about sound quality to avoid this very kind of conversation. When you close your eyes, can you visualize where each instrument is in space How's around your head? How's the virtual sound stage created? Sound stage. Sound stage. I am quitting this show. How's the sound stage? Thank you, chat room. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. It's not um, like you were going to win the Rickies anyways. I have a personal I am theory going to win that the nobody I am going to win the Rickies, by the way. understands what they're talking about when they talk about so, mids and an highs e- and all that stuff. So, I agree, which is why I prefer to like focus on individual sounds. So, when I do these kinds of tests myself, and I do have a bunch of headphones to test at this point, I pick a particular song, and I try to concentrate on a particular sound, like a, a drum in the background, or a particular bass line in the background, and I try to really understand, like, how am I hearing this and what's the difference between multiple headphones? These are the tests that I do. Like, I don't know what's a mid, what's a high, what's treble. Like, I try to, I guess it's a more pragmatic approach uh, I, because just because I don't have a particular education in this kind of terminology. So I pick different songs that I think would make for a good test, right? Um, and, that, and, and, and I switch between headphones. Uh, so anyway, if I am ever trying to do a test between them, I will do the same of like, Pick something that I really know, and yeah. does it sound different? How does it sound different? And as we've spoken about on this show before, your like crazy headphones and Walkman thing that that has given me the most response of like I'm hearing this music differently. And there's a few things going on there. Like one, there's no compression. There's like barely any compression if we're all on the audio files, right? Which is yeah. if you understand how MP3s work, then it makes sense why you can hear things you couldn't hear before. Uh, and also just the overall quality of the equipment is better, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically these headphones, they, they're they not as, you know, bass heavy as you would get with Beats headphones. Beats headphones mm-hmm. have, a, have a particular sound, right? That, that's kind of optimized for Drop modern pop bass. and hip hop. Um, mm-hmm. This is slightly more neutral, I guess, uh, but I like it. I'm used to it. It's basically the same sound of the previous model. Um I want to talk about like the other things that I uh, like besides the sound. Um, they are at least to me slightly more comfortable to wear than the M3. Uh, I believe that Sony made a few tweaks to the to the ear pads and to the uh, to the headband, and I can feel that like with the M3s, I would get like a very slight slight headache after a couple of hours, and I haven't noticed that with the M4. So that to me is an improvement. What I absolutely love about these headphones, also in addition to multi-device pairing, um, that I want to see in every headphone now, is wear detection. So mm. this is a feature that Apple is rumored to you know, 
to be adding to the AirPods Studio, these these headphones can automatically pause and start playback if they if they you know detect that you're not wearing them anymore. And you can test this in a couple of ways. You can remove your headphones and put them around your neck, or you can just lift one of the ear cups and the music will stop playing. And when it detects that the ear cup is on your you know for example if you just want to lift say your left. Uh, ear cup you can just you know you want to listen to somebody and then when you put it back on the music starts playing again or you can remove your headphones drop them around your neck and then when you put them on your head again music will resume and it's very nice it's one of those features that reminds me of airpods right uh the first time i tried it you remove your earbuds and the music stops and you put them on again and the music starts up again and it's the way that it should have always been and Mm -hmm. uh i like it it works very nicely, and I want to have in all app, this feature in all headphones now. Uh, so very nicely done. Yeah, I guess this is what like AirPods do, right? Yeah. Like if you take one out of your ear, so you would hope that Apple would do it, right? If they were making headphones too. Yeah, I don't think these have an accelerometer built in. I think they do it via a proximity sensor, which I, you know, it's another way to do it, I guess. Yeah. Two things that I don't like. Right, uh, the audio quality for Siri feedback sucks. It's terrible. You got the low quality, like grainy Siri voice when you try. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's using standard poor Bluetooth. It's not like Siri when you use AirPods is crystal clear, right? It's yeah. It, uh, this feels like it's coming from you know from from two kilometers away it's like <laughs> it's i don't know it just sounds very bad it sounds very bad uh, i don't know why and also the the new gestures uh, or the way that they have been implemented it they they are terrible um sony increased the amount of pressure that you need to apply when tapping on the on the uh, ear cups uh, f- to do things like uh, controlling audio playback or raising and lowering the volume. And I really dislike it because it used to be, like some people were saying it used to be too sensitive before. I actually kind of liked it, the, the, the way that it worked in the previous model. Now you really need to get in there and tap and slide and I, and I don't like it. I don't like it. It's too difficult to do. Um, so I don't like the gestures. Overall though, these are really, really, really good headphones. They do what I, you know, they, they achieve the, the, the task that I purchased them for, which is I can use my iPhone or I can use my TV and switching between them is not as immediate or as fast as with the AirPods, but it's quick enough and I like it. It's really well done. So happy customer of the, now I guess I can say the full name, the Sony WH-1000XM4. Very user-friendly name. For sure. I don't know why they do that. So that was one purchase. We're only half, we're only halfway done with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least half. <laughs> um, I also purchased the Sony WF dash one thousand XM three. Now you may say, well, what's the big difference between the WH and the WF? The WFs are the true wireless earbuds, basically the Sony AirPods, or should I say Sony AirPods Pro. I, Once again, I've always been intrigued by these because it, they're made by Sony and I love Sony stuff. And I guess I, I, 
I was interested in this because I wanted to see what Sony can do in terms of uh, an AirPods competitor, right? Um, these are... Obviously, the shape is different from the AirPods Pro. I guess you can go find a picture. Uh, they they look like... I guess they look like a more... Like a, like a smaller bluetooth headset they have this pill shaped design and they use in in-ear tips just like airpods pro they support noise cancellation and they support gestures uh, on both earbuds uh, you can control the noise cancellation and you can control music playback also via tapping uh, you know they, they don't have the squeeze gesture they support uh, tapping now these earbuds, uh, they also they have a very very similar case to the AirPods Pro. It's slightly bigger, and I love the design. They're the um, you can get them in black, you can get them in silver, and if you get the black version like I did, the case is black with a gold accent. So really nicely done. It reminds me of the Sony. I guess it's the part of the. It's called Sony Signature brand. That you know this color scheme really nicely done, and the case charges via USB C which is nice, and uh, the earbuds are, you can put them in the case very quickly, they align magnetically and they snap into the case, and they're also kind of, they're also very easy to remove, unlike other wireless earbuds that I've tried, arguably, I think these are easier to remove than the AirPods Pro. Um, so, before I get to the sound and the features, um, I want to say how I still dislike having to pick and choose a particular size of the rubber tip for in-ear earbuds um, just because I, I, I am now convinced that my ears are shaped oddly, uh, especially they're different between them. And so having to do all these tests with the silicone tips, I really dislike it. I ordered right away the Comply foam tips for the Sony wireless earbuds. They arrived today in the medium size. I'm going to get the small size tomorrow. Um, the, I think the medium size is perfect for my left ear. I believe I will have to use the small version for the right ear. But I can tell you right away that, of course, the foam tip made a huge difference in terms of how comfortable it is and the sound quality uh, overall. So, if you're planning on getting one of these uh, earbuds, I always recommend getting the Comply Foam Tips. Um, also, there are a lot more options for the silicone tips that are included by default in the in the box. I believe you get eight different versions with the with the Sony earbuds, and you only get three with the with the AirPods Pro. Now, the so sound quality. I think they sound better than AirPods Pro, at least to me. Um, they hmm. they have a, they have a. Once again, I don't want to talk about like mids and highs and and that stuff. Uh, they 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 have a sound. Stage. They well, they do have a bigger sound stage in the sense that <laughs> the best way that I can describe it is you can make out each instrument in a track more clearly. Hmm. every part of a song has more detail in it and it's surprising because they are these are such small devices right and obviously they don't sound as like when you listen to a song it doesn't sound as big as when you hear when you wear 
over your headphones, obviously. But they do sound better than AirPods Pro to me. There's a very nice separation between instruments. And you can tell when you listen to really loud stuff. Like, for example, the latest album by this British band, Mike, I think you know them or you should like them at least, The Struts. Yeah. Uh, they have a new album uh, out now and, you know, it can, they can get pretty loud in some of their tracks. And it, it, it does sound better. Like every part is more separated when you listen with these earbuds compared to the AirPods Pro where at full volume, the details get kind of muddy, right? And everything kind of blends together. Um, so, yeah, I prefer the sound of, of the Sony earbuds. Uh, what I really like is, unfortunately, these don't support multi-device pairing. So this is only one Bluetooth device at a time, uh, which is unfortunate. That's a shame. Two things I like. They have a native, uh, like a built-in um, audio upscale feature. It's called DSEEHX. It's a Sony proprietary technology. DSEEHX? Yeah. My word. Yeah. It's a Sony um, audio resolution upscale um, thing that basically tries to upscale lossy audio and to try and match lossless audio. And obviously, with as with any upscale feature of any kind, it, it it's not quite the same, but I do think it makes a difference, especially if you're listening to like um, streaming services or um, like live songs on YouTube, for example, it's nice to have that kind of mode. And the other thing I like is the they have one uh, noise cancellation related feature that I really like and that I wish uh, Apple will implement at some point, which is called the, well, I don't know if this is the official name, but it's a temporary transparency mode where if you would need to listen to something, anything, for a few seconds, you don't need to switch back and forth between two modes. You can keep noise cancellation on and you can just for a few seconds hold um, your finger on the left earbud and as long as you keep holding, noise cancellation will be disabled and the music will, the, the volume will lower, mm. allowing you to listen to what is going on and then when you let go, everything goes back to normal. So noise cancellation yeah, is nice. back on and the music is back to the original volume. It's super nice. I wish that AirPods had a similar, like, temporary override. Yeah, because that's that, like, someone's asking me a question type thing, right? Yes, exactly. You know? Or maybe yeah. you're on a you're on a train. You're list, you need to listen to the audio yeah. message, whatever. Yeah, it's very nice, very nice, and super natural to do. You just hold, you listen, and then you let go. Uh, because otherwise, like, if you were doing it for AirPods, you would be keeping your fingers on the thing the whole time anyway, right? Like, you press it, it would change it, and then you'd wait, and then you'd change it back, right? So you may as well just have it be a nice suggestion in that because that's kind of what you would be doing in those moments. That does sound yeah. nice. I could imagine a feature like that being a part of the headphones, like the AirPods Studio, just because they're rumored to have these big touchpads on them anyway, yeah. right? Yeah, because that is that's that's how it's all done. It's touch, isn't it? These even these in ears, yeah. You know. It's touch. Okay. It's touch. So yeah, I what I will probably do is I will uh, pair this via Bluetooth with my Sony Walkman, just because I've always wanted to have a way to listen to my um to to my personal collection without having to use wired 
earbuds or headphones and I will keep using AirPods Pro with my iPhone. But for now, like for the past few days, I've been using these Sony earbuds with my iPhone. I haven't really missed AirPods much. And I, and I think the reason is I use my AirPods for music. I don't use my AirPods for Siri. Like I, I don't really use Siri, right? And so as long as music is concerned, music sounds better on these earbuds. And, you know, when I put them on, they pair instantly via Bluetooth to the iPhone. It's been kind of okay. So I, for now, I think I will keep using these on my iPhone and then I guess we'll see. And that is that concludes the purchases. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So I also have a question to ask publicly because it's it's I think it's a bug that has been driving me crazy. And if anybody has a solution for me, please help me. Um, so there's this hearing health feature of iOS that automatically lowers the volume of connected headphones, whether they are AirPods or Bluetooth headphones or wired headphones, if the system believes you have reached the decibel limit for the day or the week. And uh, you get a, when this feature kicks in, you get a notification saying iPhone volume turned down and you can see it, the slider goes down and you can see all these high uh, like headphone volume notifications in health. And you get a breakdown of all the decibel limits and all of that. Now, I don't want to have this feature. Like, I appreciate it. I think it's a beautiful thing that Apple is doing. Hearing health is really important. I just don't care about it myself. I don't want to have this kind of external control over how I listen to music. I don't want to use this feature, right? I think it's it's in my rights as a customer not to use this feature. I disabled this feature in the one place where I believe is where you should go and disable it, which is settings, uh, sound, headphone audio. I disabled this thing of headphone notifications. However, I keep getting it. My iPhone keeps lowering the volume of my headphones on its own. And there's no way for me to stop it. Unless I need, I need to look into some other place that, for the life of me, I cannot figure out what it is. It's not in health. It's not in settings. I don't know where to look anymore. This thing keeps... What version of iOS are you running? 14.2 RC, I guess. It's yeah, I think now. this is a bug because I you've think turned off bug. the setting. Like You sent us a screenshot because it, it gives you a notification when it does this, and the screenshot the notification is relating to sound and haptics in settings. And if you went there, it's off. In the, So, like, I think you've got a bug there. I do think that feature is interesting um, if you want it, right? Like, if, you know, like, to turn things... Does it turn audio up ever, or does it only ever turn it down? No, it only turns it, turns it down. Yeah, see, I would like a feature where my AirPods are listening for ambient audio and going up or down like a car does. So, like, a lot of cars, like, as you speed up, the volume of the radio gets louder because it knows the car's getting louder, right? So I think I would quite like my AirPods to do that. Like if it knows that the volume around me is loud, raise the volume. And when the volume is quiet, lower the volume uh, rather than just doing it the one way. But yeah, I think you've got a bug going on here. I don't know. So if, if anybody can, please help me. It's mm-hmm. driving me crazy. I, okay. Yeah. Just file the radar. No, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> just help me, please. Thank you. I did file a radar for something, and I think it's going to get fixed at some point. I was happy about that. 
This episode of Connected is also brought to you by ExpressVPN. Have you ever wondered why internet access is cheaper these days? You can get it for like 30 or 40 bucks a month. Part of the reason is because big internet service providers aren't just making money off our subscription fees. They're making money on taking our internet activity and selling it, or selling our data to big tech companies. So what's the best way to make sure that 100% of your data is encrypted and that your internet provider can't get a hold of it? It's ExpressVPN. It creates a secure tunnel between all of your devices and the internet so that everything you do online is encrypted. It reroutes your connection through a secure server. This blocks your ISP from seeing everything that you're doing online. All they can see is that you're connected to an ExpressVPN server, but nothing beyond that. And it's not just for your phone or computer. It works on all your devices, tablets, smart TVs, even routers, so your entire family can always stay protected. ExpressVPN is super easy to use. Just open the app, tap the button to connect, and that's it. I've been using ExpressVPN for a really long time. One of my favorite things about it is that it is super fast. Other VPNs I've used in the past slow me down to a point where I, I struggle to stream video, but not with ExpressVPN. Your data is your business. Protect it at expressvpn.com slash connected. Visit expressvpn.com slash connected to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN protection for free. That's expressvpn.com slash connected to learn more. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for the support of the show and Relay FM. It's time, gentlemen. It's time. This is our third Ricky's. In the same number of months. So uh, we're going to be talking about our picks for Apple's November event, which is taking place in just six days. Before we do that, though, we have to read the rules. Read the rules! Read the rules again, please. Someone's got to read the rules. I don't remember them. Somebody has to. I will now read the Bill of Rookies. Is everyone standing? You need to stand up for this. Okay, hold on. I'm not standing. I mean, I can't. But y'all can. Okay. The winner, who should be called a keynote chairman from the previous rookies, gets to pick first. The second place winner picks second. Annual winners roll over to preserve the order. 2019 annual winner, for example, gets to go first for the next annual winner. Order for Apple event rookies is based on the previous Apple event. The loser goes last. Turn any points. Everything written down in the prediction document must come true. No half points may be awarded in any round, and picks cannot be reused. One point is awarded for any pick deemed correct in the first two rounds. Two points will be awarded for correct picks in the risky pick round. If your risky pick is wrong, however, you will lose a point, and of course, the other two hosts must have previously agreed that your pick is risky. The scoring window starts when the event begins and closes when the picks are scored. The winner of the regular and risky picks must be granted access to the annual or event chairman Twitter account, whichever applies, and will retain access until another winner is named. Now moving into the flexies. Loser of the non-graded flexies must compensate the winner of the flexies by donating to the charity of the winner's choice. The amount of the donation is $25 per wrong flexi made by the loser. In the case of a tie, the ratio of correct to incorrect flexies will be taken into account. Each host must make a minimum of five flexi picks. 
Flexies may be reused as future flexies or regular picks, and the money must be donated on air. As a quick reminder, Federico is the current annual chairman, and Federico is also the current keynote chairman. Twitter handles are on the line. Last event, which was the HomePod Mini and the iPhone event, uh, picks were scored Federico won, I came in second, Mike was the loser. In the flexies, I won, then Mike, and then Federico was the loser. Federico, I think I sent you a picture. I got a really nice thank you note from the nonprofit you donated to last time. So yeah, thank you. you. Oh, thank you. I did it in uh, in your honor. Yes, not in my memory. My not name. in memory, not in, in honor. Okay. I made sure I double checked that. I don't them to think something can happened I sit to him. Down yes, you can. Are oh, you still standing? I was still standing. We were still reading the rules, but then the rules stopped being read, so I went to sit down again. Okay, so those are the rules in round one, two, and three. Federico, you get to go first, so do you want to kick this off? Okay. Uh, are you ready for my victory again? Just making sure. To be honest, the way that you have been talking about this in our private message thread over the last few days, I, I'm surprised at the confidence that is now that exuding is from you. That is false. I've never said such thing. I've always been confident. Let me I don't know what, what kind of private he has the receipts. <laughs> you you are you are factoring screenshots right now. This is false. I'm not false anything. I have no. So okay, second uh, of November, twenty twenty, at twenty two forty two local time for me. I have no idea what to pick, man. I'm gonna lose this one, Federico Fatici. Never said that. Never said that. And people can believe what they want to <laughs> believe. I've never typed that. I don't know why you have that message. In any case. <laughs> any case. Round one. So I believe that at this event, Apple will announce at least two different Mac models that run on the new Apple Silicon technology. For example, and these product names are not part of the pick, but just to give you an example, a MacBook Air and a MacBook Pro. So two different Mac models with Apple Silicon. This it's tracks. Clear. Okay. It's because clear this is, uh, there was a Bloomberg report that came out a couple of days ago um, that seemed to indicate that there would be multiple computers at this event. The, this uh, I'm intrigued just to see exactly how much of what is going to happen now and what isn't going to happen now because Mark Gurman referenced the 16-inch MacBook Pro, which would be a surprise to... I'm expecting everyone if they also yeah. rev that MacBook Pro at this event. Um, but but, hey, but if they know. did... Federico would still get the point, right? So a 13-inch and a 16-inch MacBook Pro were two different models. Yeah, I right? think I think that's a good, actually that's a very good thing to have spoken about. Yes, that's more than one computer. It doesn't need to be the line of computers. Uh, Mark also referenced that it would be the MacBook Air, which is not what I would have expected yeah. either. I, I had assumed it would be the the as everyone was thinking the return of the MacBook. Um, hmm. We'll see. But I mean, I, I mean, I could, I can understand how it would be the MacBook Air, but that feels like the least likely to me. Um, but we'll find out, I suppose. Yeah. So this is my first official pick, Stephen. You're up okay. next. I feel a lot of pressure this time because I feel like if I lose this, no offense, Federico, but especially to you, the iPad guy, like I got a lot of cred on the line, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the pressure. You should. 
Uh, round one, Big Sur gets a release date. Interesting. Okay. Just a release date. I want to <laughs> talk about what date means <laughs> in the context of this pick. Okay, what do you mean? Well, what if they say next week? That's a date. Mm. It's more like I a, don't think next like, week is a date. That's more, more like of a, a time period. It's like a, a release a release time period. <laughs> mm. My my thinking was that they will put Big Sur on the calendar somehow because right now it's not there at all. Well, I mean it's on there as fall. So, so, okay. Can I do uh Big Sur gets a release date more specific than quote fall? I'm looking for them to clarify that. What about so? What if Big Sur gets a revised release date? Okay, a revised release window. You know, basically, like that they they say something different rather than coming this fall, right? So I'm putting uh, as a note. It currently says coming this fall. So I'm looking for that language to change from Apple somehow. Yeah, I mean, like what okay. you, what you're expect what you're hoping for, I guess, is them to say like tomorrow, right, or like. It's coming on November the 12th or something. Mm-hmm. 12th, 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 is that yeah. what you said? Yeah. <laughs> That's not a date. All right. Uh, I have a big wording problem with your third pick, but please go ahead. A Mac is available in November. Okay. You. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> Lots of Macs will be available in November. <laughs> wow. Do you mean an Apple Silicon Mac I, is look, available in I November? I didn't realize when I wrote wow. this how vague. <laughs> the Mac is available Mac. in November. Because <laughs> also, like, what does available mean? <laughs> Let me ring the bell now. There you even, go. You got it. <laughs> like, even if I just said that Apple Silicon Mac is available in November. Also, like, what, really... what November exactly? It could be November 2021. <laughs> <laughs> just, okay. A Mac is available. You need Mac- to clarify this. You might as well just say, like, uh, you can buy a computer, and it would have been, like, an epic. Yeah, no, I, I figured I knew what you meant, but uh, I didn't uh, want to address it because it was so funny the way it was I written. I didn't even realize. Okay, let me redo this completely. An Apple Silicon Mac is available to order in November. Available to order or November shipping? November 2020. Order. 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 2020. November 2020. Okay. Yeah. You need to say okay. that. Okay. No, I don't so, need to say it because... The, the, well, we know what November means. No, we yeah. don't. No, we don't. No, but okay, Federico, okay, the it. rule says that the window for the pick ends when the episode records. So even if I said November 2021, I could never get that point. But sure, if you want me to say 2020, I can do that. But it's okay. not necessary for the pick. An Apple Silicon Mac is available to order, not for order, come on. Available to order in November 2020, year of our Lord, as Stephen has added into okay. the document there. Thank I think you. I think you're probably safe on that. I would imagine that it would be like, you know, the end of the month. I don't think they want these things to ship in December unless they're just really up against it. This feels kind of risky to me. I don't know. No, I, I think the event is only next week because they're shipping them in November. Mm. Interesting theory. Right? Maybe. I, it, there was no I don't know way. why I mean, th- this is halfway through November, right? Yeah. And if you think about American Thanksgiving lobbing basically a week out of the calendar like yeah i think maybe there is some risk to this after all no you see because i just think if they were going to ship them in december that they would do it later in november they would do the event on like the 17th or something Hmm, maybe i mean unless it's like the ipad air where they have an event Mm -hmm. and they have a second event and then the ipad air comes out can you imagine (laughs) if there was a december event 
Yeah, and the Macs come after that. <laughs> I don't know. I just I have a feeling that this this does have a risk element to it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's. Do you know what we can call that, Federico? Passion. No. Oh. We call it foolishness. That's what no. we call it. Oh come on! In the on. risky, in the come risky on. picks, in the in the in the regular picks. Having a risk in a round one pick, surely there's passion in that. There's a there's a thin line between passion and foolishness. No, there's no passion. It's a badly executed strategy. In the regular picks, you should avoid the risk. Uh, at how all much times. passion is there in Apple announces at least Look, two different Mac passion models? Passion is fine when I do it. Oh, oh, there it is. All right, I need to come up with my own <laughs> phrase. Uh, we're going to work on that. <laughs> courage. My pick has courage. <laughs> it's not your oh, gosh. My pick has courage. The courage of a British lion. The courage of no headphone jack. The courage of the British lion. Mike, I do feel like our round one picks are definitely linked together. <laughs> like, if one goes down, the other one may go down too. <sighs> We'll well, no, but I could, they could just never talk about Big Sur. <laughs> they could just <laughs> never. They could just never Maybe rephrase that. This is not that. a Mac event. Also, like we we are all of our picks are about the Mac, but uh... yeah, it's the audio event. We're not going to do well. <laughs> or it's the Apple TV event. <laughs> or if like really all they're doing is oh just Apple God. has a new line of HomeKit lights that they're showing off, and that's what the invitation's about. Imagine if this is not a Mac event. Like it doesn't seem likely. Okay. But just imagine if it's not a Mac event. Because, like, look, let's be real. We've all been very wrong over the last three months about what products are going to be or what event they've had, right? Every event we've all thought is going to be products that were just not even mentioned, right? Mm. Like, we Mm. thought there were going to be Macs in September. So it is possible that we will all get minus one point that's a good start and what a good start that would be i actually know because yeah because every single pack spoiler pick spoiler alert is a mac one so yes we could end up with the very saddest of mm-hmm. coin flip no one wants to be the winner no. right if no. <laughs> if we get everything wrong no one wants to win that. <laughs> all right round two okay my second regular pick is the first Apple Silicon system on a chip it will be a variant of the A14 family. So the first Apple Silicon chip will be based on the A14 line. Uh, whether it's going to be called the A14... I don't care about the name. The name is not part of my pick. I just think this chip will be based on the A14. And uh, we will know either because Apple will say it or because it will be obvious by the name. Like, And again... Outside of the pick, I think it'll be the A14X. I think that's what makes the most sense, given that they are announcing, especially the MacBook Pro. It feels like it should be the A14X. I wouldn't like personally. I wouldn't be surprised if the MacBook Air runs on the A14 and the MacBook Pro runs on the A14X. Uh, that's my yeah. personal theory. But in any case, I think the first one will be based on the A14. Yeah, I agree with this. I do think that at some point as they get into the iMac and the Mac Pro, like the higher end stuff, that there may be chips that are less closely related to the A series. You know, like I'm sure the core architecture would be the same, but would be a drastically different style chip Mm -hmm. than what shows up in the iPad. But I think you're right. The A14 is not the first A series chip that's... faster than the macbook air and as fast as the macbook pro if not faster so i tend to agree with you that i think here at first it's going to be very much 
these are of the same family. And as they get further into the transition, maybe they'll migrate upstream, if you will. Think that Apple will just always have the same underpinning architecture for these chips and they'll just move them along. I don't know why you wouldn't do that. I mean, think about, like, so like the the Mac Pro, you can have you know 20 cores in it or 28 cores in mm-hmm. it. Like, does the A14X, what room in that sort of lineup is there for a chip like what, that would power the Mac Pro? Just put three they just of keep, them in there. They just keep adding <laughs> cores or they go just, multiprocessor? Like, yeah. that could be it. And they, uh, we just don't know yet, which again, wow, this is so exciting. I mean, but I could also imagine... The Mac Pro, they do make a particular chip for that. But all the laptops, the iMacs, like I don't know why you couldn't just have those be variants of the A chips. They're so powerful. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't think that this has to be overcomplicated. Maybe right? not. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe we are complicating like, it. Look, do you? I mean, I know that this isn't everything, but if you look at the Geekbench scores, like. You know, like, why not just put a bunch more cores in an A14 chip and call it done? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why. So honestly, like, I think a lot of the thinking around this, where people say that kind of thing, is this, like, idea of the fear of the Mac becoming less than? Where it's like, oh, but of sure. course they would put, like, an equal focus into creating a brand new chip for the Mac because it's the Mac. Like, you right. don't have to worry, all right? Like, no, we don't have to worry. It's okay, right? Like, if anything, what it means is there will be new chips available for the Mac every mm-hmm. year. When was the last time that happened? Like, yeah. stop worrying about it, right? Like, the phones are more powerful than most Macs. Right, mm-hmm. like an A, like Jason. I love the charts that Jason's been doing about this. But like an A14X would be more powerful than any laptop that Apple currently makes. Mm-hmm. So like, what's the concern? And like, they, and then if Apple goes ahead and does what is expected and makes like dedicated GPUs of their own as well, I yeah. mean, what's the like? Don't worry about it. Like, there doesn't have to be the Mac chip. Like. Apple will make whatever chips they need to make to make sure that the computers can do what they want to do. And there's no reason why it can't all just be one family. Well, Apple Apple will be making their own GPUs. We've, I don't think we actually have talked about this. I've written about it, though. But if you read about Apple Silicon on the developer website, Apple Silicon chips have unified memory. So the same memory is shared between the CPU and GPU, which we have seen before. Um, uh, they may not necessarily be dedicated as a separate like separate chip that may be integrated with the A14, you know, GPU cores right next to the CPU cores. Um, but also the the ARM builds of Big Sur don't include kernel extensions for AMD graphics. And so Apple is going to be uh, definitely making their own GPUs. Winner Charm in the chat room is like, yeah, it's kind of like modern consoles where the, mm-hmm. the, the way we used to think about system architecture is different. Uh, in these new Macs. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be a brave new world. I tend to agree with you, Mike, that it's probably not that much to worry about. Apple wouldn't have started this transition if they couldn't finish it. And the A14X being faster than all the laptops, that also means they're faster than most of the iMacs because the iMacs and the MacBook Pros are roughly on equal footing depending on how you look at them. So I think that um, I think that Federico goes right at first. It's going to be very you know derivative of what we see directly in the iPhone and iPad, but 
it may uh, it may change over time. It's a good pick though. I think uh, I think you've I think you're gonna do well here. All right, uh, my next pick is that new Macs that are announced do not have touchscreens. A, a negative pick is an interesting approach. Uh, I got a negative flexi too that I've added. Several, actually, I have several negative. You're so negative uh, today. This is supposed to be a day of celebration for you with all your I Mac think, stuff. I th- well, so what I want to do is. Um, you know the heart is a is a a foolish part of our body, and it could just run around and attach itself to ideas. And I think that these early Apple Silicon Macs are going to look and act very much like Intel Macs, right? Uh, except be faster and run cooler and run iOS apps. So I don't think Apple is going to radically change what it means for a MacBook Air to be a MacBook Air. Now that doesn't mean. That they shouldn't do this. I do think they should have touchscreens on the Mac, especially with iOS, iOS apps coming. But I don't think now is that time. I think it's going to happen. Um, I think considering that no one seems to really be confident on redesigns, like visual mm-hmm. redesigns being a big part of this, that I would be willing to to accept that there would be no touchscreens. But I do yeah. think it's coming. The chat room is very concerned about my use of plural, so I'm changing it to say no new Mac announced. No new Mac announced has a touchscreen. So, Mike, you think a touch Mac is coming? I think it's inevitable. I do too. I just don't think it's next week. Yeah. I think that may be like a Gen 2 thing. Inevitable is a strong word. Yeah, I just... I I mean, obviously, I'm not unique in this, but it's just the way Big Sur looks. Oh yeah, and and iOS apps, and and yeah. I realized the other day, it's like, oh well, what they're gonna do is they're just gonna make the Mac cursor look like the iPad cursor when you bring it over iOS apps. Like they could totally do that, and it'd be fine. But I, those apps want to be touched, and I think that it is. I agree with Mike. I do think it is inevitable on the Mac. I just don't think it's like a revision one type thing. Right, makes sense. Okay. All right, my uh, round two pick is that uh, Apple will demo iOS apps running on a Mac as part of the presentation. See, this is how you do a regular pick. Yeah, Mm -hmm. this one feels pretty safe. Yeah, passionless and cold. Yeah. 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 Going right there for the point. That's what you should have done with the first one too. This is a surgical pick. Yes, yes, I like it. Uh, I think for sure Apple will want to do this. Do you have any particular demos in mind like what kind of apps do you think and this is out of the peak okay i don't know i don't know because i've been trying to think about this right because i think they're going to want to do a couple of things like they're going to want to maybe show something productivity related maybe something like content creation related pro like procreate or you yeah, know something procreate's a good one because i've been trying to think of like what is a big enough app that Luma doesn't Fusion. have like a mac component mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. um and and i've i've struggled to to think of one particularly but um because you know there are lots of apps that i am looking forward to using but i don't necessarily think they're the ones that apple's going to show off right like timery right like i love timery and i really hope that they are going to bring it to um apple silicon but i don't think that time tracking is going to make its big debut uh at an apple event here but I think that it's, it's also going to be interesting to see if any big companies just decide to go this route rather than having a Mac app. 
Uh, well, I mean, they don't have to make a decision to be there unless they opt out. They will be on the Mac. Um, they're just going to be opted in, into the Mac App Store. Right, but I would imagine a lot of companies that have a Mac version of their app will opt out. Yeah, or they're just going right. to let the Mac app go. Yeah, I could see somebody like Slack or somebody who has a Mac app, but it's marginal at best. It's like, just bring the iPad yeah, version. I would over. like the Slack iOS app. Uh, I would like the Spark iOS app. I would like the OmniFocus iOS app because I prefer all of the, uh, mm-hmm. for those applications, I just prefer the iOS versions to the Mac versions. And I, th- sure. I think I would prefer to run those. Um, and, you know, I would like companies to choose, but I think companies, I mean, I don't know what, what OmniFocus is going to do, what the Omni Group is going to do, but I could imagine them being a company that wouldn't want to do it because they charge separately for their Mac apps. I know you can do the subscriptions now, so they maybe will give you the option, but, you know, I, I, I hope that a lot of companies do offer the option at least, because then it's like an interesting choice thing where there's going to be some people who are like, I want my Mac apps to feel like Mac apps. Um, and I just want my apps to feel like the best versions that they can be. And sometimes it's iOS versions. I mean, spoiler alert, even like old school Mac apps like Mail kind of feel like iOS on Big Sur because the design is so similar. The idea of what a Mac app is, is changing. And there are going to be a lot of people who get caught out by that. Yeah, but like, you don't use OmniFocus right now, I don't believe. But like, no, the, I'm on Todoist. The Mac app, the Mac OmniFocus app, it's basically like a different application. It works so no, differently. No, I've used it. Yeah, it is. It's, it's almost yeah. like it's not even made by the same company. Like how different it is to the iOS app. Um, so I, I would like to be able to use the iPad app. I really like the iPad app. So mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, I also, uh, you know, while we're talking about this, maybe Apple could show off some of their own apps, like. Shortcuts. Mm. I've been mm. thinking about uh, that. But, 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 let's, think, let's, let's yeah, hold off on that. Yeah. Right, yeah. Let's, okay. Let's, right, let's right. take a break and we'll get into more things. How about that? This episode of Connected is brought to you by Hello. Hello makes insanely comfortable buckwheat pillows. I don't know if you've ever tried a buckwheat pillow. It's radically different from like regular fluffy pillows. It supports your head and neck. It doesn't collapse under the weight of your head like traditional pillows. And it stays cool and dry. You don't have to like turn it over to find the cool side. It's always cool. You can add or remove filling to suit your needs so your pillow can be just the way you like it. People have been using buckwheat pillows for years. They're very popular in Japan and in fancy hotels where they have pillow menus. Uh, I would describe my Hello Pillow and how great it is, but true story, my daughter stole it from me. I slept on it for several nights and I loved it. And then she like came in our room and laid down and then just took it. Uh, and she's had it ever since. Uh, it is really comfortable and it is so great to perfectly tailor how much material is in the pillow so it's as high as you want it to be. Everything should be adjustable. And with Hello, your pillow can be too. It's made here in the U.S. with quality construction and materials. The certified organic cotton case is cut and sewn for durability, and the buckwheat is grown and milled in the U.S. So here's the deal. You can try one of these things now. You can sleep on it for 60 nights, and then if Hello isn't for you, you can send it back for a refund. Head on over to hellopillow.com connected right now to get your own buckwheat pillow. That's H-U-L-L-O pillow.com hellopillow.com slash connected 
And if you buy more than one, they have a special discount up to $20 off depending on the size you're looking at. They have fast and free shipping with every order and 1% of their profits are donated to the Nature Conservancy. So give it a try. If you love it, you keep it. If you don't, send it back. Go to holopillow.com slash connected. Our thanks to Hello for the support of the show and Relay FM. It is time for the Rickies. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> I've been thinking a lot about the uh, Rickies in this case, because as I said before, I had no idea what to do for this game. Uh, as also your messages have confirmed, and as I graciously confirmed as well, I was concerned that I was going to lose this game, right? We, we talked about this a few minutes ago. Um, so I, your silence is confusing, Mike. Why are you not saying anything? I'm just le- I'm just letting you go. <laughs> you do your thing. <laughs> um, I've been thinking a lot about the the this idea of obviously I use an iPad more than a Mac, and the big feature of these Apple Silicon Macs will be that Apple will be able to use the same underlying technology, the system on a chip. And ideally, things like the neural engine, you know, all these other related technologies on the Mac. So, once again, for the Rikis, I knew that if I was going to pick something, I was leaning toward a software-related pick again. Mm -hmm. At one point, as we will see later, I was torn on a potential hardware feature. But ultimately, I decided to go with software. And so I started thinking, if Apple is doing this, what's one like what's the advantage for taking the A14, taking the Apple designed system on a chip and putting it in a Mac? What's like what's a way that you can sell this besides, you know, the idea of controlling your own platform and of course performance and of course battery life? Like, is there, are there features that Apple could build now that they have control over the chip? Like, or is the only thing that we're going to get at the event and in Big Sur something like, yeah, it, performance is great and battery life is better. And now you can use iOS apps on the Mac. Like, is that it? Is there no other thing that Apple can build to take advantage of this similarity between the iPhone, iPad and Mac? And, and so I framed my thinking that way and I started thinking like, what are features that I have on iOS and iPadOS that would make a lot of sense on a Mac and that would make a lot of sense on a laptop that I know my friends who have been using macOS longer than me, more than me, have been asking for years. And here's what I landed on. Big Sur on the Apple Silicon Macs will come with a new low power mode feature. The way that I reached this idea is what is an obvious thing that Apple can do now that they have the A14 system on a chip, now that they have the similarity between platforms, what is a thing that is uniquely Apple that they can sell easily as an idea that makes sense for macOS, that makes sense for the MacBook lineup, and that especially makes sense in the context of the MacBook Pro, and in a computer where you're going to do like 
CPU-intensive tasks, but it's still a portable computer. It's still a laptop, and you care about battery life. And so I picked low-power mode also because I had in the back of my brain like this idea of... I remember one of my friends talked about this a couple of years ago, and sure enough, there was a post by Marco Arment from 2018 about asking for low-power mode on macOS. And so it was a bunch of, you know, a bunch of uh, different data points that led me to this Ricky. And so uh, I think it's Ricky because nobody has mentioned this. It, it hasn't been leaked anywhere. And in fact, like honestly... Besides, you know, the, I guess, the, the, the character that I play sometimes on this show and besides the performance of this game. Wait, what? What? Character? What? No, who said character? Oh, so I don't know. Nobody said that. You said that. I, I, I honestly, I don't know if I'm going to get this. It hasn't been leaked anywhere. It hasn't been, no references of this feature have been found on the Big Sur betas for the DTK, for, like, nothing. There's nothing about this. But there's precedence, right, of features that haven't been found on, um, on, on current betas. Of course, there's no DTK for <laughs> stuff like the iPhone 12, right? Uh, you get the new hardware and that's it. In this case, it's gonna... I don't know. I, don't know, I think it's gonna be challenging for me to get this feature. But... I had not, it was the only way that I was going to go about this. I needed to find something software related because I am convinced that Apple will need something to sell the idea of here's what we can do now that wasn't possible before because we didn't have full control over the architecture of the computer that now we can do. And low power mode feels like the perfect feature for that. Because you, now you can fully control the CPU and the GPU and all related components. Now you can do that. And I think it makes sense for a laptop. So there it is. Let me tell you why I think this is particularly risky. Mm -hmm. Moving to Apple Silicon will most likely give Apple lots of battery gains. Yeah, I know. Like low power mode is introduced as a way to give you that bit more battery. Yeah. I don't think you're going to need to give that to people now. I know. Yeah, for sure. That's why I think it's... I believe that this is a feature that will come to the Mac at some point, but I don't know if that one-two punch is necessary, right? Of like, you now have more battery and we're also giving you low power mode. Yeah, I get it. There's a... That's what makes it risky, but I also mm -hmm. think it's, you know... It seems like enough people have been asking for this, especially pro users. Uh, I've been asking for this kind of feature and... I still think it makes a lot of sense to 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 finally bring it to to the Mac. Uh, I do too. I, I I do, but I just don't know if it's especially now. because but like, like you can you happen. can like if you wanna have that kind of control, you need to install utilities at the moment uh, for things like Turbo Boost and disabling that kind of stuff that require you to disable things like system integrity protection, right? And obviously, I don't think Apple likes that, but pro, some pro users are doing it. And I, I don't think that's ideal. I think the, the best course of action is to have the native low-power mode come to macOS. So, yeah, I mean, I needed to pick something. So um, that's what I came up with. It's also not in the Big Sur betas, which is a pretty sure sign it's not coming. I know, I know. It's not there. So, But also the Big Sur beta, the Big Sur beta runs on a Mac Mini, which it's a desktop computer. It's that's not a laptop. True. That's true. So I don't think desktop computers will have it at all. 
because there's no sure no agreed right yeah but there there are times when I'm on my MacBook Pro where the thing I care most about is I need this battery to last as long as possible and you're right to make that happen you have to like run a bunch of utilities that do weird things it would be awesome if that just would be a switch in the battery menu bar item or excuse me the new control center in Big Sur mm-hmm. all right my Ricky is that a desktop Apple Silicon Mac is announced. The rumors are all around notebooks. There's a rumor saying the iMac would be 2021. But my thinking is the DTK is a Mac Mini, and there's no rumors about an Apple Silicon Mac Mini that I've seen so far. I think it was briefly mentioned in the Bloomberg report, but is like in a sentence with a bunch of other stuff. And I just feel like there's there could be a Mac Mini. I just that's that's how I feel. And I think it would make sense because it's basically a, a notebook inside there and it would give them a desktop offering out, off the bat, which some people want. I, I think we're going to see uh, a desktop Apple Silicon Mac. Has this been rumored at all? No, I really don't agree with this pick. I think Steven is making a very risky pick here. This is very risky. Yeah. I think this is riskier than low power mode. <laughs> yes. When has the release date of a Mac Mini ever been a problem for anybody? Right? That's, that's only been a history of smooth sailing with the Mac Mini. Yeah, so I'm sure I'm fine. No, I see. I just, I don't. Because you're saying like right off the bat, this is a two-year transition. There's no need to do this. But, but you, just, you just put it out there. <laughs> I, I think... <laughs> I think it'd be nice to have a desktop. I don't know. I'm feeling it, guys. Look, I've taken a lot of pain medication the last seven days, so it could just be that. Oh. Mm. What was that weird dream you had? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we need to talk about this dream you had. I had a dream. Uh, They were announcing the Apple Silicon Mac Mini. And my pick isn't a Mac Mini specifically. I just say a desktop (laughs) Mac. Although you, you just spoke about the Mac Mini exclusively. I mean, definitely be a Mac Mini. Yeah. Um, if they release the Apple Silicon Mac Pro, I'm just going to drive my truck into a lake. Um, <laughs> I had a dream uh, post-surgery that they were announcing the Apple Silicon Mac Mini. Hang on, let me find it because I keep a dream journal on day one. Let me just read you what I wrote. Hang yeah, on. Yeah, it's, it's better to get that because I think you sent us a screenshot of that and the, the way this is worded. I did. All right, let me read this. <clears throat> so this was two days after surgery. <laughs> I'm going to say the. I'm going to say it. I'll bleep it in the show. Tim Cook was introducing the new Mac Mini <laughs> as a, quote, bad little b***. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that part. (laughs) (laughs) It sat on a MagSafe charger like the new phones, was powered by an A15, and included Thunderbolt 3 and something called USB-H. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. The keynote slides used a lot of red. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I thought I came into this dream somewhere, or was that a different one? No, I've had a lot of uh, crazed (laughs) painkiller dreams after my my surgery, but uh, yeah. (laughs) 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 Can you imagine if that was the marketing for a new Mac Mini? (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh, So maybe I'm influenced by my dream. (laughs) 
But I think you are. I think you are. Definitely played a role in this. All right, Mike. Uh, it, I think yours is also risky. I think we all really swung for the fences. They have to be risky. Uh, an Apple Silicon Mac is cheaper than a product it replaces. <laughs> this no, doesn't man. seem outside of the realm of possibility. I want to. I want to just tell you why I got here. If these Macs were all going to look different, I could imagine them being more expensive. But if they're going to look sure. the same and they're just changing around the architecture, I don't have to pay Intel anymore. Like I know it's risky because, like, I mean, if they can make more money, this because is Apple, Apple, right? They'll make more money. But I could imagine a situation in which it's a little bit cheaper. Not, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem so risky that it couldn't work, but it's obviously don't, risky, which is why it's in the risky round. That Apple would like to say something like, and you get double the battery life and you get this amazing performance and we kept the same price of like they usually do that, right? They they make you feel like they kept the price the same, but yeah. they're giving you so much more. Yeah, like it's a favor. That. Like it's a <laughs> favor than doing yeah. to you. Yeah, but I could also imagine them also say the exact same stuff and say, and it's a hundred dollars cheaper than the products it replaces. Yeah, I mean it'd be it'd be great. I think especially for the MacBook Air, it would be fantastic. But I just I don't know. I don't see it. <laughs> Ian has amended the Mac Mini product marketing page in the Discord to include your uh, <laughs> your tagline, which is amazing. that's good. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey, look, I know, I know. I'm going. Look, I I ran out of risky picks, and then this one just popped into my head, and was like, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> It was as bad sure. as good as I could get. I think that yours is riskier than mine, though. Well, you know, go big or go home, or go mini and go home. I guess it could be a whole, it could be a whole new desktop. They could reintroduce the cube. You know, I actually had that thought. Amazing computer after the uh, twenty Max of twenty twenty this week was the cube. Best mm-hmm. computer ever. So I have been thinking, like, oh, maybe they'll make a cube. Can you imagine? It'd be awesome. You know, that, that new Mac Mini that is rumored, not no, the new Mac Pro that's rumored, a smaller Mac Pro. Imagine if it was a cube. If it is a cube, I will purchase one right away. Please <laughs> save this segment. If Apple ever makes anything that is cubical, I will buy it instantly. If the cubes were easy to get on eBay, like that would be a fun project to put like a Raspberry Pi in one of them or something. No, I want to oh, have yeah. something modern that is a cube. Raspberry Pi is modern. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I, oh, I don't want to use on the Linux. Outside. I don't want to use outside. Linux. Okay. I'm not a, you know, not a, a hacker. Not a hacker. Mm-hmm. Not a <laughs> you know, the one thing I was going to say about the Mac Mini, Stephen, um, mm-hmm. which I, I got distracted by your dream. I think the Mac Mini is a real candidate for a new industrial design. Yes. It's been the same since 2020. 12? Yeah, which is another reason why I don't think it's happening. Next <laughs> Same week. as the iMac. Majid <laughs> right. in, in the chat room is saying, "What if it? What if it's a, it's a hexagon?" And Majid, obviously, hexagon is the best gun. So, oh, we've also, all seen the video. Also, a great shape. So, mm-hmm. um, and real time correction: the Mac Mini has been the same since 2010. So it's time. It's been 10 years. <laughs> Wait, it's gray now. That's not a change. They just, sure they is. just. They just turned up the saturation in Photoshop. It's professional. It's a professional Macintosh oh, minuscule now. I've never felt so talked down to by Apple as when they were like, and it's space gray. We know pros are going to love that. I'm like, I have one. It was. So do I. It's yeah. under my TV. There you go. We all got it because it was space gray. Uh, my Mac Pro is not space gray. The most pro 
My computer has wheels on it, and it's not space gray. Come on. It's because it's not really a professional Macintosh. <laughs> it's a poser's Mac. Wow. <laughs> I don't know where that one came from, but I like it. That, that, wow. wow. D- deep. Most people that own the Macintosh Professional with wheels slash feet mm-hmm. have it for aesthetic reasons. Have you noticed how? Have you noticed how most people who own a Mac Pro like to say that they have a Mac Pro? Yes, the poser's Mac. <laughs> it's like it's it's the, the, the people who own Mac Pros and like to say that they have a Mac Pro are like vegan people that they, they, they really tell like you. to say. They're like, hey, you know, I'm vegan. Because, <laughs> like, here's the thing, right? Most people without Mac Pros, they refer to their Mac as their Mac. All people with Mac Pros refer to their Mac as their Mac Pro. Yeah. Oh, yes, I, uh, you know, my Mac Pro. I have okay. uh, <laughs> internal storage in my Mac Pro. Oh, yes, the after time I checked my after afterburner card was whatever. There was <laughs> smoke coming out of it. I don't know. <laughs> it was burning, burning, burning stuff. <laughs> they put coal yeah. in there. Yeah. But... <laughs> Let me render three streams of Or like when they, mm. when they take a selfie and they're like, I'm working today. There's always the Mac Pro in the background. Yeah, it's on a table, <laughs> unnecessarily. <laughs> I did watch, uh, I think it was Tyler Stallman's video about like this the is exactly what I'm the thinking iPhone. of. Yes. Yeah, 12 Pro. And he interviewed a guy and the Mac Pro was just next to him on the table. Like, come on, of man. Course, of course, it's always there. It has to be there. No, it's under the desk. So you don't hear anything. You just have your display on the desk. It's just a pair of XDRs. Okay. It's time for the flexies. Uh, real quick reminder that uh, these are not scored, but the winner is compensated by the loser in a donation to their... Uh, I never finished my thought about the Mac Mini. Oh, sorry. Yes, Mac Mini. Go. Right. That I could imagine them making it really small. A Mac, a Mac Itty Bitty Mini? Right. Like That's the industrial design change. Like They make it like Apple TV kind of size, like really small. That was all I wanted to say. Yeah, they could. I mean, that form factor was defined because the first one had an optical drive, and they just never did anything about it. That, that was the end of my thought. All right, flexi time. I get to go first, and then Mike, and then Federico. So uh, I guess I'm, I'm just going to go first here. How does that sound? Completely different ordering for the flexis. Okay. All right. Flexi number one. Phil Schiller is nowhere to be seen. Poor Phil. Poor Phil. I miss him. I kind of thought for a minute maybe he'd show up because he's like the Mac guy, but no, I think it'll be other people. Uh, number two is related to one of the other picks, related to Mike's pick, but I'm going to say we will see a big Sur feature recap. So, you know, one of those walkthroughs of basically reminding us of what's in Big Sur. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will see Johnny Saruji again, the head of Apple chip development, probably in his secret awesome lab that I want to live in. Mm-hmm. No mention of cellular Macs. I was very tempted, very tempted to put 5G as a pick, Mm -hmm. mostly for the memes, but I do think it's a thing that's coming. But like, I could imagine them putting 5G into these pretty soon. But I mean, they're going to have all the hardware, like just sitting there, right? Um, My thought is kind of in line with the touchscreen. Is that this is something that they could do, but. I think these initial Apple Silicon Macs are going to be pretty boring. They're going to be Mac, new old Macs of new chips, basically, which is perfectly fine. But like later on down the line, really rev these things up. Mac, stuff. MacBook Air with Verizon 5G. Mm-hmm. Apple announces Windows for ARM coming via virtualization in the future. Hey, there's a bunch of words here. What does he mean? So right now, 
Windows for ARM cannot be virtualized on... What is Windows for ARM? Okay, so <laughs> there's a version... <laughs> what is Windows? <laughs> yeah, there's a version of Windows that run, runs on ARM chips. There's a Surface Pro they did X. Yeah. Yes. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Microsoft make products that, that run on have ARM chips. One product. Make products. It's not very good. Does it still suck? Yes. Uh, okay. It's better than it was a couple years ago, but it is still not great. But there's a compatibility issue with Windows for ARM not supporting the page size that's required for the Apple Silicon hardware. I My guess is that Microsoft is working on adapting Windows for ARM because I think it's a big deal for a lot of people to run Windows on their Macs. So I'm going to say that Apple is going to say this is coming in the future, just out there in the future. So that's five. I've done something risky here, and I've added oh, a sixth one. Wow. Why'd you do Which this? burned wow. me two events he ago. He really wants to donate money to charities. I appreciate yeah. it. I just want to get. I just want to put my flag in the ground. The 12-inch MacBook does not return. I don't think it's coming back as a notebook. I think that, that this is going to be MacBook Air, MacBook Pro, machines we know, and not the low-end 12-inch MacBook. Did it go away? Yeah. Like uh, a year ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that is a machine that would no doubt be served very well by Apple Silicon, but I don't think it's the message Apple wants to send right now and saying, oh, look at this low-end thing we brought back. They already have a good entry notebook, the MacBook Air. Don't confuse people again by having two low-end notebooks. MacBook Air, MacBook Pro is simple. It's clean. No 12-inch MacBook. My flexies are... Number one, new Macs follow current design trends. No large-scale redesign. Cool. Two, Big Sur released within 48 hours of the event. 48. Okay. Bold. I like it. That that is bold. I like it, too. Uh, The reason I'm going with 48 is I think that they... It's like, we wouldn't do 24 hours to you again. (laughs) They do do 36 instead. You Um, think so, right? You think so. Yeah. Mm. And if you get that right, that means I've got my previous pick right, which is nice. Yep. Three, new AirPods product. What does this mean? Don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> something new, with right? Like, the name AirPods on it. Anything, so it something to, new. Something okay, new. Okay. Be, or something new or updated, like updated AirPods 2. Like if the AirPods 3 come yeah, out, that's that a new AirPods new. product. That would be new. Okay. Right? Okay. So it's like, you know, I could imagine a couple of things here. One, uh, like, I don't think we're getting over ears, but I could imagine new, like, maybe AirPods 2, AirPods, uh, AirPods 3, AirPods Pro 2, or even, like, a new AirPods Pro case that does the inductive charging thing. Yes. So just some some kind of new AirPods product. So I'm going to call foul on you because your flexi number four is a new MagSafe oh, charging case for okay. existing AirPods. I forgot you double that. dipped All in right. so, so, so So if the... If all we get is the new case, I only get one of these. But yeah, of Mm-mm. course. Mm-mm. I think it's, that's that's too close. No, you need to pick another one, man. Why? They are overlapping. These are overlapping flexes. All right. Okay. Okay. What about? Uh, it's unconstitutional. New AirPods earphones. How about that? Okay. Earphones. Yeah, I'm just trying to give you a thing, right? Nobody like calls just... them earphones. All right, new AirPods. Headphones. New AirPods. Okay. New AirPods or AirPods Pro. There you go. Thank you. Okay. Okay, that I can live with. The All capitalization right. is wrong on the AirPods. Thank you. Okay. Yes. New MagSafe <laughs> charging case for existing AirPods. Okay. Okay. Uh, that'd be nice. Craig demos Big Sur features. 
Okay, so here you are just being more specific than I am in my pick of we will see a big sur feature recap. Yeah, you're saying Craig will be the one to do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Oh, it's my turn. My flexes. Okay. Uh, my flexes. I think it's an interesting mix of different things. Um, I think honestly, I think you have the flexes. Really? Do I? At least your first three. I feel like you've got. Okay. Uh, well, surprisingly, because <laughs> considering how I know nothing. Um, Nobody knows anything. Yeah. Um, well, Stephen knows more than, than me. Um, Apple compares the performance of Apple Silicon Macs to most PCs sold today. It just seems like something that they like to do. Well, I mean, they did that, honestly, stupid comparison of the A14. So, um, you know, like well, they're they, like, they, it's <laughs> faster than 50% of phones. Right? It's like, all right. <laughs> so they've, they've also, they also did it. The one that sticks out in my mind, remember when they introduced the 9.7 inch iPad Pro? And they were like, uh, this is for people switching away from PCs because we're faster than PCs. Right? Like, they've done this forever. I think this is a luck. Yeah, so they will say something silly along those lines again, I think. Um, I also think, my second flexi, they will demo a game running, a video game, running on an Apple Silicon Mac. Just because in addition mm. to the CPU, they may want to show off the GPU. And what better way to show off the GPU than, I guess, well, video rendering, yes. But they always have a video game. And they always like to say things like, look at these 3D textures, look at the quality, and it's like a game that nobody will ever pay attention to otherwise. Or it's yeah. like an Apple Arcade game, which is available Or it's an Apple Arcade game. Well. So I just so think like, <laughs> they will yeah. show off a, a game, a video game running yep. on an Apple Silicon Mac. Yeah. Third flexi, one of the new Mac models will support Wi-Fi 6, which is this, mm. the new stand, the new Wi-Fi standard? Yep. The iPad Air. Does the iPhone support Wi-Fi six? I'm not sure, but the iPhone, the iPad Air does, for sure. I checked. That's why I know. Apple.com/slash iPhone. I'm gonna look at the iPhone when you keep talking. I just, I just don't know. You got to assume it does, right? It'd be wild if it didn't. Just seems pretty. Yeah. I assume that the the, the existing MacBook models do not support Wi-Fi six, right? No, I don't no, think any of them know. do. Okay, so I think they will. The, the new ones. Um, Wi-Fi 6, yep. Wi-Fi 6. On the new phones? On the okay. new phones, yeah. yep. Now we get into uh, kind of sketchy territory here. Yep, yeah. yeah. You sort of fall off the, the edge <laughs> it's here. It's very solid and then like hosh down. <laughs> so the fourth flexi used to be my risky pick. And it was basically based on the same assumption that uh, that all... Uh, discussion that I explained before, but for hardware instead of software. What's one thing that Apple can take from iOS and iPadOS and bring it to, well, specifically iPadOS, I guess, and bring it to the Mac? The fourth flexi is at least one of the new Apple Silicon Mac models will have a ProMotion display. Yeah. Well, this used to be a risky pick, okay? So, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I it's not... Impossible, right? There are plenty of PC notebooks that run at high refresh rates, yeah. and they all use LCD and not OLED, so you don't have that to deal with. Yeah, I mean it's feasible. I just don't know how likely it is. So uh, this used to be my Ricky, and now it's a Flexi. Um, so promotion. I mean, it would be very nice, especially in the MacBook Pro. It would be very nice to have. And lastly, and I want to have a short, you know, conversation about this. Fifth Flexi. Apple redesigned the App Store for iOS, iPadOS, and macOS apps together. My main, que my main question being, 
we don't know yet how you will be able to find and install and manage iOS apps and iPadOS apps downloaded from the App Store on a Mac. We just know that you will be able to run them. However, you you will have to download them, which means that the iOS and iPadOS App Store will have to come to the Mac in some form, right? Yeah, I don't think that this is going to be as difficult as you may be assuming. You sure? You want to bring over what two and a half million apps and it's not going to be difficult? No, no, no. Like that you're suggesting that they would have to redesign the app store when sometimes I click on links for iOS apps on my Mac and it opens the Mac app store and shows me them. It just says I have to download them on my iPhone. Okay, but that's one thing. You're just That's one type of action. You're clicking a link. But what happens to all the work that goes into the iOS and iPadOS app store? What happens to charts, the editorial creations, uh, creation of the categories... But all this stuff exists in the Mac App Store. Yeah, but it's just for Mac apps. How do you mix and how do you combine everything into a single App Store? Yeah, I just I know what you're saying. Like this is new stuff, but I don't think they have to redesign the Mac App Store to allow for this. So, explain to me how you think this is going. You click on the App Store icon in Big Sur. Uh-huh. What do you, What do you see? what you currently see, but sometimes you see iOS stuff, sometimes you see Mac stuff. Like, the whole idea that, that, behind that this is... That seems to me like it requires a redesign. Like, you, you say sometimes you see, sometimes you don't. Well, like, some of the stories will be iOS-related stories, some of the stories will be macOS-related stories. And what about the front page? What do you see on the front page? What I'm saying to you. You get the curation, you get all the stories that you see now. So, are like, you think they're doing, they're just dropping a bunch, like, a couple million apps in there with no particular restructuring. Maybe. All right, so the the place I can see this happening the most would be they would do stuff on the Mac. But like your pick is that they will redesign all of the app stores. Right? No. I'm saying that the app store... Well, let me clarify. The app your, store... Your pick says Apple redesigns the app store for iOS, macOS, and iPadOS apps together. Yeah, it's probably bad English. The app see, this, store... is what I'm co- this is what I'm picking up on the most the app store app for mac to include all right i'm f- more i'm much more happy with that i can imagine them making changes there to include like, ios and yeah i'm just saying that the app store app this is why i asked you what happens when you click the app store app on your mac uh, i just think that the the what used to be called the mac app store now it's just called the app store on the mac like i don't think you need to do that on ios and iPadOS because it's not like you will be able to install Mac apps on an iPad, right? right? And this is why I was mostly confused. No, 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 no. I just think that the App Store app on the Mac, if you're going to drop iOS and iPadOS apps in there, you need to do something. Uh, new car- See, like I, in- but still, I don't know, though. I, I don't know. Because, I, I like, uh, fundamentally, the stores have the same layout to them. They're just shown differently. Yeah, but it's three different platforms now. But why does I, like I just uh, I'm not saying Look, it could be as simple as like a switch that says show me iOS and iPadOS apps or something like that. Or, or I mean, it may be like what they do with iPhone apps in the iPad back when they showed I, iPhone only apps in the iPad store where this had like a little symbol somewhere. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know. I, I think they're going to want to play it up. I think we will. We may end up arguing over the word redesign, but well, I think we already are. <laughs> yeah, 
I think there's going to be some indication of, hey, the this is an iOS app. This is a list of iOS apps that can run on your Mac. Like, I agree that the bones of the Mac App Store can probably take the extra weight, but I do, I do wonder how they're going to call it out. What I think it's going to happen, like this is like this flex is what I would like to happen. What I think they're going to do is. Um, you're just going to be able to find iOS and iPadOS apps via search. You will not get the any right. particular storefront for iOS but and iPadOS app. That's but I think that not a redesign. It's not a redesign. Look at it. You, see, you just, said redesign. The yes, Pixar's I did. redesign. Yes, Michael. I am saying this is what I would like to see. Oh, okay. I okay. don't think they will do it. And I'm sad right. because I'm going to lose a point. But I, unlike you, am a man of passion. Uh, okay. So you're picking something which is that they will redesign the App Store, but you don't think they will redesign it. Yes, because I think they should. They should do a unified App Store. That's what they should do. That, that's what they should be moving toward, a unified app store where you can browse all kinds of apps and see all kinds of stories. That's what I think is the right approach. However, I don't think they will. Can I ask you a question? How familiar are you with the Mac app store? Well, somewhat familiar. Okay. Look, I'm not a complete idiot when it comes to the Mac. I know some things. Uh, well, no, because like... Yes, they visually look different, the iOS yeah. App Store and the Mac App Store. But yeah. all of the components are in both of them. Yeah, I know. You have stories, you have fewer categories. I know what it looks like. So I don't know why it would need to be redesigned to show you iOS apps. Because the sheer volume of the different things that you will be able to install... I don't right. think the current structure works. And mm. you will need to have a clear separation between what is Mac only, what is iPhone only, what is iPad only, what is universal for all platforms. I, I think it w when you combine them all together, you may want to do a different design. You may want to do a different way right. to browse categories to do search, for example. Something that visually indicates like at a high level where this app is going to live, like sort of where it's coming from. So like that there should be some visual way of being like, all right, you can download this app, but it is an iOS app, just FYI. Is that the kind of thing you're saying? I don't understand why this is so controversial. I think it only makes sense to take the app store. If you want to do a unified app store, you got to have a redesign. You got to change a few things around. Like it only seems obvious to me. Well, who knew the last Flexi would be the most controversial one? So we'll be back next week. Uh, a quick programming note for those of you who listen live. We will be an hour later next week. So we'll be live at 2 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday the 11th. So if you listen live, we will not be there at a normal time. One hour later. If you want to find links to the stuff we spoke about, Head on over to the show notes. They're in the podcast app of your choice. They're also on the website at relay.fm slash connected slash 319. While you're there, you can become a member and you can get Connected Pro, which is a longer and ad-free version of the show each and every week. It's a lot of fun. You can find us all online. You can find Mike on Twitter as I-M-Y-K-E. Mike. What is the first iOS podcast app that you used? I don't know. I don't know about the first. I remember. I know I used Instacast when that came out, but that, I, that was wasn't my, my first. first one because I was listening to podcasts before that. 
Yeah. Uh, so maybe something like Downcast or something like that might have been what I used before. I remember Instacast. Yeah. But I know I used an application before Instacast that was not nice to look at. Sure. And I think that might have been Downcast because there was a time period there where Downcast was not nice to look at. Okay. Well, I just want to know if if it you know had jumped, jumped into your mind. I don't remember. You can find Federico online at Vitici V I T I C C I, and he is the editor in chief of MacStories dot net. Federico, I have a question for you. Okay. What is something that you like but are embarrassed to admit? Oh, you mean except the Big Brother? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that was the big one. You've let that one go. Uh, something else. Well, um, you got a food thing? Oh, huh? Is what about something food related? I thought you said food related. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you got a food thing? Is that is that your deal? <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, Can you imagine if you would have just been like, yeah, man. (laughs) (laughs) That food thing is kind of weird. Something that I like. um, Well, I'll tell you what. And I do believe that the people who make fun of other people for these kinds of choices are, yeah, it's really uh, stupid and silly. Yeah, you shouldn't make fun of anybody because of their preferences. Unless it's whatever you're going to say. I do appreciate... Because I think they're really catchy. Some of uh, Justin Bieber's early songs, I think they're really catchy pop songs. I want to know how early we're talking about. Can like, you give baby, me an example? Baby, 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 oh, like, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. I, you know. Yeah. Well, cool. I, well, I guess I... But you said embarrassed, and I said people make fun of. I'm not embarrassed. Mm, so that's not the answer. I'm you sorry. dig deep embarrassed about it's like something that you will say it right now and then immediately regret that you said it that's what we're looking for here yeah something you would tell us an i message and not tell our tell the audience okay can i think about it and and see it in the post show do i need to say it right now because i honestly like i don't embarrassed what i'm embarrassed about. I, I tend to be like I, I i'm not embarrassed by anything that i do I guess Jeez. I'm a very confident person. I'm not embarrassed by anything. Either you, you you take it or leave it. I don't care. Embarrassed. Well, if something comes to you, you can share with us. And if not, we'll just go with it. You're not embarrassed by anything. <laughs> as long as it's not a foot thing. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter as ISMH and my writing over at 512pixels.net. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Hover, ExpressVPN, and Hello. And until next week, gentlemen, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Bye-bye. Bye, y'all.